when the people today, uh, the youth of today, the society, it could be me, it could be my parents, it could be my children, anybody, uh, they are into more of social things, you know. So maybe we have a good character at one point in life. Today we don't have that good character as perceived by the other person. Then we say that my my friend, she is using Facebook all the time, she is doing selfie. So how do we get those people whom we have, you know, gone on a different path back on the new means? Okay. So uh, if we use the yogic parlance, so as I explained, this is also looked at as karana. Karana means instrument. And hence to use this instrument reliably, you need to read the instruction manual. No. Appropriate usage also means understanding the context of that usage. So what we want is not a negation of what is. What we want as progress is appropriate usage. Asatoma Sadgamaya means knowing where it's appropriate to use. Guiding that is building character. And for that it's to do with value orientation. When they see value in it and see larger value in other deeper processes, then they would be able to determine where to use it, when to use it, how to use it and that is appropriate usage. And that leads to dharma. Dhru means to sustain or stabilize. So individual action that stabilizes larger operation of society, that is dharma. Adharma is that which destabilizes larger operation. So if we show them this path, that is definition of meaning. Uh, there I remember a personal anecdote, which is, uh, uh, I have quoted this many places. Uh, once in traveling in the Himalayas, I encountered an old lady. We were stuck in a landslide and uh, everyone was frust you know, frustrated, was fretting and fuming. This old lady was beating the stones and stacking them away. You know? She was employed by the government you know, to do that. I found uh, she was absolutely uh, fabulous, you know, just beating, no, no sign of any agitation, nothing at all. Hot sun, just uh, working. So I uh, asked her, uh, I was very curious to find out you know, what motivates her. So I asked her, Maji, uh, She just plainly looked at me and said, uh, so that you can be happy back home. I have not encountered such a person. I have interacted with many IT professionals and so on. When I ask them, why are you doing what you are doing? First thing, many people jump up and say, I don't want to be here. No, but what to do? I am stuck. <laughs> no, stuck and miserable is not the best of uh, life experiences. This is what I want to say when he said good and bad. It's our own perceptions, good or bad, or maybe we look at the other people, this is not right, this is right. In fact, this is our own understanding how we put that to good or bad. Unless and until the other person understands the concept, good or bad, whatever you call it, they cannot change it, they cannot think of beyond their limits. And that's also to do with right education. Right now, our education system is it value neutral? Or value centric. Education here value neutral. And there, much is to be expected, right? Obviously, how can we expect uh, rigorous values when uh, the whole educational input is value neutral? See, education here, you mean the qualification uh, uh, ABC or whatever you call it, is that education? 
or it's something more than that perspective of thinking of uh, like what education yeah that's is. the larger process but when we say education right now it's systematic education that is value neutral and there that's why this whole challenge comes up where children they don't know how to determine value to their actions that's why as a society if we need to systematize it then we need this strong component that teaches them how to treat uh, various objects in their life what purpose so purpose is governed by how you define it how you choose to see meaning behind it as that maji in my anecdote uh, so she sees dharma she sees her actions can lead to positive consequences for me do we see that and do we teach that to our children that is the critical thing if we use media or if we use any object any instrument to further benefit for society for the nation for the world at large then that is the essential value that we need to teach these days when we hear talks on yoga and and related topics no talk is complete without the medical terminologies of epigenetics and and the other parts so what's your opinion about uh, is 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 that is it the thing that yoga is being digested by the uh, modern science so i'd like to views upon that yes uh, so what's uh, happened is uh, for example uh, swami vivekananda and such mahatmas they went to the west and there they inspired a lot of scientists who did some research and when it came to publication they could not quote our mahatmas you understand the challenge because it would not be acceptable in journals you know in a scientific publication mahatmas words have no place the scientists could have written popular uh, articles or uh, books where they could have mentioned this but what happens 50 years 100 years down the line only this gets propagated right what is there as part of regular scientific literature addressing this challenge becomes very very important that's what that's why this proposition if we don't take a clear role in it it's obviously going to be digested digested means the citation is not available to the source that's going to be that's going to be obvious outcome that's already happening if we don't take a proactive role that's bound to happen more and more and then you would not be able to distinguish which has been digested and which has not because you would have multiple levels of indirection already swami vivekananda is uh, you know so long gone by now that would have inspired a lot of people and so much work would have gone and you would not be able to trace it back to him like that to maharshi patanjali like that to all of indic literature do we want that to happen no but that's where proactive research engagement becomes very important where indian universities indian academic establishments take the lead but still we are chasing for scientific scientific approval no not approval i am talking of a research engagement engagement is very different from approval if you don't engage the world you are going to be a bystander or you are going to be an island we don't want to be island right now even amongst indians yoga ayurveda all of these are considered mainstream medicine no no 
what are we talking of here? So, you don't want uh, to create islands. You need to make it mainstream. And for that proactive approach, envisioning this as a strategy becomes very important. But where are the kinds of courses, academic research courses and so on, that are happening in Indian universities? I don't find any. I'm working on a project of Gurukulam in Electronic City Varanasi. So we are going to set up within six months, we have taken the challenge, initiative that we are going to set up in five acre land to our Wonderful. kids. And even not it's only the one. I have get the support from almost five institutions from India. They are successfully running more than 100 Gurukulam here in India itself. One of the biggest one, 10,000 capacity residential in Haridwar. They have already, it's already built. Now they are going to open. Om Shanti Dhamma, I think you are aware yes, of that, right? Yes. They have the 70 yes. acre land, 70 acre Gurukulam. The guy returned from the South Africa and he did all the establishments. Since last more than 35 years, he's successfully run. These examples are very, very important because right now education means Finland. Well, we have such powerful educational models right here under our nose. If these are not published into academic journals and research literature, the challenges that you were mentioning happens. Digestion happens. So that's where a proactive role of government, of policy makers, of uh, individuals, of institutions, all of this becomes very important. It has to drive policy, proactive looking forward policy. It is happening here, Swamiji. We have research with that. There's a guy who is connected, I think. Yes, yes. He's working. Yes. Sri Doghal, sir, he's directly, PMO directly involved, and they have already designed the syllabus for everything. We should take the initiative, go and take those things, implement, inculcate, imbibe to our kids. That is our responsibility, not the government's responsibility. Yes. We have very good government at the time, and that government should carry for at least 400 years to make the Vishwaguru Bharatiya Bharata. Still, uh, our university can Buddhism Islamic theology can be studied in Vedic ideology or Vedic center. So, that's where, uh, as he was pointing out, it's also the political will. See, uh, uh, lack of exposure. If you are not sufficiently exposed to something, what happens is there is a lack of appreciation that comes. Your actions are governed only by what you have been exposed to. So, without going into the details, the, princip the principle behind this is that if we care for it, we need to expose our children and the students to these. Otherwise, lack of exposure causes lack of appreciation and that is bound to color our actions. So, to bring in appreciation, exposure is the key. Can you talk about your experience of silence under these different periods? So when you look at it from a neuroscience perspective, you know, how do we do it at the third person level? Uh, okay. Will it not interfere with the process or what was one able to observe when this is? Okay, so this is a very uh, important question. I didn't, uh, you know, I was jumping into the abstract uh, already. So. See, what is meant by Mauna Tapasya? Mauna is also a way of insulating. You need various orders of insulation to, uh, what do we do in a laboratory? We insulate and we observe. 
in the yoga process similarly we have processes to insulate ourselves at multiple levels for example when i was in mona i had you know we had discussed and she had agreed that she would be into a certain sadhana otherwise i was completely physically removed but strong rina is between us because she is my wife and i am her husband no strong rina to not have that influence because if she goes through some emotion some experience that would affect me no matter where i am this is a very practical understanding though scientifically established or not is not uh, you know the concern right now this is a concrete experience and hence to insulate she would be into her sadhana while i am into tapasya otherwise i would not be able to continue i would have to instruct her hey, no this is causing me uh, this disturbance so you regulate your uh, thoughts emotions this all of this becomes a unified uh, activity and hence without her blessings i would not be able to continue so you need the blessings of uh, those who you have strong rina with to be able to count, you know do tapasya tapah is intense effort and mauna is not just physical we talk of uh, mauna in terms of para pashyanti madhyama vaikhari it's not just vaikhari vaikhari is just uh, verbal it's not that it has to go all the way deep but for you to achieve reliable results you need to insulate at that that level without that no reliable uh, you know uh, what uh, experience can be gained uh, you know mauna is nothing uh, big you know it's straightforward you sit uh, with yourselves and what to do all day long all night long actually nothing at all so what do you do it's not about doing i'm aware of your thoughts yeah but uh, 100 days what mm-hmm. is it to be aware of in a few days already everything will subside but only then you would have simply seen for example we did a very small experiment where if your eyes keep moving it records all this movement but once your eyes become still you'll see that inner movement start becoming visible at deeper and deeper levels of stillness the subtle movements start becoming visible then you can correlate it with cosmic uh, movements all of this become visible so that's why in the yoga vasishta for example something like kundalini yeah much more than that kundalini is a phenomenon you can say phys- subtle physical phenomenon so it's like uh, you have uh, this electrical wiring if uh, there can be the structure and this wiring and that would be the annamaya kosha but for pranamaya kosha to be active you need to pass electricity otherwise the wiring is intact but you will not have a live uh, situation for that to be alive you need to have the pranamaya kosha likewise manomaya kosha vijnanamaya kosha anandamaya kosha so each of the koshas you will need to take steps to activate otherwise it will be subdued and that leads to a certain level of experience which is not right or wrong but if you wish to expand it at all those levels it's concrete effort and it's science reliable science you need reliable science because others have done it it's not like uh, just random you know shooting at, in the dark so when we say kundalini and such phenomenon for example physical phenomena is processed in these senses you know senses we know where are thoughts or emotions processed are they not processed <coughs> very valid research question 
So to that we say chakras and so on. You need to be able to process, otherwise how is this reality constructed? That is the Yoga Shastra, Yoga Darshana. It is science, otherwise you cannot have reliable construction of uh, reality, the entire universe. It is not random. Random means it is considered adrishya in Indian uh, text. In Yoga Darshana, it is considered adrishya, means it is not visible. That means more effort is required for the principles to become visible. So that is Yoga. The tools and the methodology and the reliable experience is Yoga. So the third person perspective comes from you know uh, how how does the third person perspective come in science? Basically, you isolate and reproduce under diverse circumstances. Similarly, you can treat this body-mind mechanism antakarana bahya karana as a laboratory and then you will be able to isolate and you will be able to you know uh, have deterministic results. Initially when there are confusing you know confounding variables you will have non-deterministic results. To make it reliable you will need to fix certain parameters, that is what Mauna does, insulation does that. You will need to fix certain parameters and then work on specifics. But the fundamental thing is called Mumukshutva, you need to have the desire to do this. So that is the driving force, without that it becomes uh, excruciatingly painful. <laughs> Most of us go for retreats. A weekend off is all that we seek, even that becomes a little longish. Uh, this is serious research. Uh, so, you talked about how it is uh, reproducible, but uh, in the strictest, uh, speaking in the strictest sense, is it really uh, reproducible? Though? I mean, uh, the results can uh, radically diverge. The same for, for the same sadhana, different people doing it, even when you are controlling all the parameters down to the last detail. Yeah, so uh, down to the last detail has not emerged. So for, uh, for example, in data science, we clearly understand that to identify patterns becomes very critical because patterns means you can predict, okay, this is this, you know, without patterns, it is just random data. But randomness is in your vision. Adrishya, because the patterns are there, is it visible to you or not is the question. To make it visible is Maunatapasya or Yoga. To start making it visible so that the patterns emerge. Otherwise, only the symptoms are visible. For example, you get a symptom of uh, fever. There is definitely a cause or multiple causations leading to that. Now, if that is not visible, you will treat only the symptom. But root cause analysis is not there, does not mean there are no root causes, right? So that is where you need to take the help of Yoga Shastras, decode it and uh, take it from there. Then you achieve reliable results. So that much amount of data is there in the yogic lore, but in modern understanding and uh, reach, that is not there. That is why I talked of, you know, generating sufficient data. Then with sufficient data, you would be able to establish patterns. 
when these, these, these happen, that happens. To be able to correlate, causation is much further. But even to correlate, you need sufficient data. Where is that data? Not there yet. But that needs to be a, that, you know, political strategy, you know, a, a, a overall scientific strategy, given our nation's strength. Isn't that very, very subtle realm when we're talking about data, data like that? No, but everything is subtle. Even decision making for a CEO is subtle. Don't we have data informing the CEO's decision? Nothing is random, subtle or otherwise. Data is data. See, what is meant by subtle? If you view it physically, um, there is uh, no correlation between this uh, instrument and that light. But we all know it runs through the same uh, electricity. I mean the highly subjective nature of the, these experiences. Uh, that's where we try to decode the subject in terms of an instrumentation, right? Even subject, for example, in Ayurveda, that is to do with uh, methodologies. Right now, we have third-person methodologies in place, but first-person methodology is not considered rigorous science yet. But that's where India can take a lead. Right? These are all strategies. First-person methodologies, Maunatapasya means first-person methodology. My research is very valid. Can we not repeat it? We can repeat it. But that means first-person methodologies need to become mainstream. Right now, they are not, even in our own academic institutions. So that would mean getting out of the paper and the research work and actually being practicing something. So that's where uh, we are talking of science in terms of value-neutral versus value-centric. So this would essentially make, make it value-centric. You are the center of that experience. Is that not valid? Yes. Yeah. But right now in science, is that valid? No. That is the challenge. So, first person methodologies also need to be included, and that's the way to grow. Right now, they are not. Does that mean it can never be? No. We have sufficient corpus, you know, data available, so many shastras available. That's why we need to mine and then bring it forth. And if we don't do it, who else will? We need to own it up. That's where exposure becomes very critical to be able to appreciate. That's where Gurukulam's all. So you can see uh, it's a larger phenomenon. Yeah, I'll ask you one thing is like uh, is yoga and science are both contradicting each other? That means if you are trying to say value centric and value neutral, okay. In yoga, probably we are going more towards value centric in terms where, where you have explained in terms of uh, the science is like value uh, sorry science value centric and yoga value neutral for one so let's say if uh, you know we are going into yoga world where we are so generally there is a worldview which is in terms of contradiction this versus that yeah. that's a binary worldview there is no end to that we can always keep debating. Another question exactly is like, uh, let's say if we are moving our people in uh, more into yoga work. So, are we not lacking behind in terms of science, uh, you know, science kind of thing? Is like, you know, uh, people are making more on paper and you know, we are going, let's no, say if we are trying to... No, no, uh, what we are uh, seeing here is taking it together. So, we have looked at the limitations or the anomalous conditions that exist with respect to science, scientific theory. 
and to address those we need uh, you know as much science as possible so we are expanding science we are not working in terms of this versus that we are expanding the whole field by including first person methodologies and so on we are expanding it our issue 